They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 27 of Soul Food titled People. In this episode, we're going to cover the ways to respond to different kinds of people. We'll talk about the affinity of the souls. And finally, we'll end with the wisdom of Jesus, alayhi salam, peace be upon him. So the next counsel from the Blissful Gift by Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan al-Attas focuses on the way that we learn from others and treat other people. And part of our own spiritual refinement and devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is through the way that we treat His creation. So then the author says, If you seek help from someone and he fulfills your need, thank him and praise him. For truly, as the Prophet said in a hadith, whoever has not thanked people has not thanked Allah. So you thank people for the good that they've done, recognizing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who subjugated their hearts and facilitated. But you recognize the good that they've done, and that's part of thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If he does not fulfill your need, so that's in the case if someone helps you out and does something good for you, that you thank them. But if the person does not fulfill your need, then do not take him as an enemy such that you gloat, backbite, and reprimand him. So if someone does you a favor, you like them, they don't do you a favor, okay, I'm going to remember that the next time you need help, I'm not going to be there for you, and I'm going to hold everything against you, and if something bad happens, then that person gloats, or they'll say bad things about them, and so forth. That's not the right way to be. He says, do not do that. Rather, say Allah did not decree this thing. Allah did not decree what it was that I was seeking out. So this person didn't help me. But ultimately you take it back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the way that we deal with people who are good to us and people who actually don't help us out. And this shows us that you should be thankful when people help you and not be resentful when they don't. And the expectations that we have of people make a really big difference to the way that we treat them. When you lower your expectations, it doesn't mean that you think ill of people, but that just what you expect from them is lowered. You'll often be pleasantly surprised. But if you expect too much, then you're often going to be disappointed. And in either case, we have to be between thankfulness and patience. We have to be thankful when people help us out and patient when they don't. So then the author continues to tell us about another kind of situation, dealing with another kind of person and how the person who's on the spiritual path, inshallah, that includes you and I, how they have to deal with that person and look at them and treat them. 
He says, if you see a person in sin, heedlessness, at a blameworthy gathering, going through a tribulation, or experiencing an affliction in his religion, health, or worldly affairs, then do not criticize him nor rejoice at his misfortune. This is beautiful. You know, if you remember early on in the season, we talked about mercy and how Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan Al-Attas, he began the book talking about having mercy towards all of creation. So even when seeing a person who's distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not doing what they should be doing, he says, do not criticize him nor rejoice at his misfortune. Why? Because he says, you do not know the end result of his affair and what his life will be sealed with. For truly actions are according to their endings. This is a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. Actions are judged according to their endings. So this is another category of someone who's going through hardship and they're afflicted in their religious or their worldly life. Instead of criticizing that person and kicking them while they're down, or even worse, rejoicing at their misfortune, you should pray for them. And at the same time, even if you're doing something that's pleasing to Allah and you see someone who's on the complete other end, even in that moment, you have to be humble. You don't know how they're going to end up and you don't know how you will end up. It might be that that person in that moment who's doing something terrible, which is wrong, which we can categorically say is incorrect, but it might be that ultimately that person could be destined for the highest level of paradise. And at the same time, you don't know what you're ultimately destined for. So even in that moment, we have to be humble. Don't get stuck on how things appear because a lot of things can change. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might guide that person and turn all of their bad deeds into good deeds. So be humble and wish good for them and pray for them. And then Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan al-Atas says, instead of gloating and rejoicing or criticizing them, it's more befitting that you say, all praise belongs to Allah who saved me from what he afflicted him with and who favored me generously over many of his creation. Alhamdulillah. That you say, Alhamdulillah, that Allah has protected me from that and has granted me so many blessings. So you're not looking down on that person. You're not criticizing them. But you're saying, Alhamdulillah, Ya Allah, I praise you and I thank you and I recognize that you are the one who bestowed these blessings upon me. It is you who protected me from the evil of my own self. It is you who granted me tawfiq. So I thank you for that. And then what does Allah tell us in the Quran? And if you are thankful, I will surely increase you. So when you thank Allah for guidance, it's a means for being increased in that guidance. So you recognize Allah's favor upon you and that's a means for being given his protection from falling into things that are displeasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. That brings us to the next point, the affinity of the souls. So if you're good to someone 
and they distance themselves from you. This is another category of people that you might work with and deal with in life. If you're good to someone, you like someone, and you want to be close with them, but they continuously distance themselves from you, they don't appreciate you, it's natural for that to hurt. But the author, Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan Al-Attas, he says, don't let that upset you because not everyone is meant to get along with everyone else. That's part of the sunnah of Allah and His creation. And the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Souls are marshaled troops. Al-Arwah Junudun Mujannada. Souls are like battalions that are all in specific groups. Then he says, Ma ta'arafa minha talaf. Those who are familiar with each other have an affinity with one another. And those among them who opposed each other would be divergent or are divergent. And then Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan Al-Atas, he explains what this means. This is a really profound hadith. He says that those who were compatible in the realm of souls in the alam al-arwah, before we came to this world, the souls were marshaled together. They were close to one another in the heavenly realm. Those that were compatible with each other and close to each other in the world of souls, they find an affinity with one another in this world. And they experience love and nearness and intimacy and friendship. And that's why sometimes you meet someone and you immediately hit it off. You immediately feel this connection. And you might even say, I feel like I've known you for a long time. Or you might even see someone. If the connection between the hearts and souls is even stronger, where you know that you know them, but you don't know where. You might not exactly remember. Have I met you before? You seem so familiar to me before you've even had a conversation. That's usually because the souls were close together in alam al-arwah before coming to this world. And then the author says, but those that were opposed in the realm of the souls, those that were distant from one another, they weren't in the same unit together, they weren't close to one another, then they experienced distance and separation and unfamiliarity in this world. So then Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan al-Attas, he says, therefore, you don't force yourself to get along with someone who you're not compatible with. And once again, this is very wise, that you're able to recognize that some relationships are worth investing more in and other relationships might not actually go very far. Which means you still have to have good manners with those people. Even if you meet someone and it's like, wow, you're just like oil and water. You know, you say right, they say left. You say up, they say down. Even if you feel totally at odds with someone, you still have to have good manners when dealing with them. But you don't have to be best friends. And you don't have to force yourself to be around them and to like them, especially if it upsets you. So this all relates to the relationships we have with people. Finally, this brings us to the wisdom of Jesus salam. In summary, Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan al-Attas says, it is incumbent upon you to follow one all-encompassing good character trait, which is leave everything that you dislike of other people's actions, that you refrain 
from everything that you see of other people's actions that you don't like and that you embody and you do everything that you like to see others do. And you focus on your flaws and not the flaws of others. When you see someone that is doing something wrong, you learn from their behavior. Or if you see another person who's a virtuous person and you see beautiful character from them, you try to mimic that and follow that. So you mimic that beautiful behavior and you learn from lowly behavior and you avoid it. But not in a way that you become focused on the mistakes of people who make mistakes, but rather that you learn from the situation so that you can actually work on yourself. And this is why it was said to Sayyidina Isa, to Jesus, peace be upon him, who taught you adab, who taught you good manners and the proper behavior? He said, no one. But rather, I saw the ignorance of the ignorant person and made sure to stay away from it. That I saw people who act ignorantly and learn from them and said, okay, that's how I'm not going to be. Right? So in all of these situations, the different kinds of people that you meet and the different ways that you treat each particular category, all of that brings you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even when you come across those who you don't get along with or that you don't feel an affinity towards, you still have good manners towards them and you learn from every person in every situation. You learn from the virtuous person in his or her virtue and you learn from a person of bad character and you avoid their character traits. So this brings us to the call to action. Think of one thing within yourself that if you saw it in someone else, you wouldn't like it. It's kind of hard, but think about it. Think about something that if you saw it in someone else, you wouldn't like it and it exists within you. And then think about ways that you would work on fixing that particular flaw and that particular character trait. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us people of benefit, that we benefit in every situation and that we're a source of benefit for others. Innahu akramul akrameen wa arhamar rahimeen wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm, where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.